Week 8. Week 8 is here. I'm here to talk about it. My name's Dan, your solo host for Pandemonium Reigns today. Appreciate you hanging out with me so much. Got a couple games that I want to talk about for Week 8. Got some big ones, man. Um, I believe that Penn State, Ohio State, is really going to uh, get the weekend started off right. It's going to be a big one, going to be a good one. Uh, I'm not going to cover that one, so I want to just touch on that for a second before I move on and just tell you that I like Penn State win that game. I know that Ohio State is favored by four and a half. You're not going to convince me that all of a sudden Ohio State is just going to get it figured out. I think Penn State is farther along. Uh, Penn State goes in uh, on the road and and gets that dub against Ryan Day and Kyle McCord and all those guys. Um, I will say this. I'll stick to my guns and rooting for Marvin Harrison for your Heisman Trophy winner. What a dang shame that we lost Brock Bowers, man. Tennessee fan here, lover of college football. It is a shame that we have lost Brock Bowers. We might not ever see him in a college jersey again, and it is a shame. And I'm not making a joke. Prayers up for that young man. I hope he gets better. I hope he has a long, healthy, uh, awesome, prosperous NFL career. So let's get into the weekend slate, man. Let's get into it. First game that I want to talk about, South Carolina at Missouri. Missouri is favored by seven and a half. The over-under is set at 59. Short and sweet, here's what I think about this. I think Mizzou's going to do the heavy lifting. I think that there's some internal things now going on at South Carolina. Shane Beamer is dealing with a lower leg injury. Let's call it what it is. He got frustrated, probably kicked something that he shouldn't have kicked. And now he's in a boot. Sounds a lot like the time Shy Tuttle fell on a helmet. Tennessee fans know what I'm talking about. It's this kind of stuff that begins to surface before the head coaching door opens and that guy is on his way out. And they're now on a search. I believe that this is the beginning of the end for Shane Beamer at South Carolina. And as a UT fan, can I just tell you how much that tickles me? <laughs> how much that, like, how awesome that is? And, you know, listen, I don't wish injuries upon people because, man, that's that's, that's Brock Bowers' like, playing career, man. And, like, that sucks. That sucks. But for guys like Shane Beamer, who's making millions to coach and who will likely get another job, whether he'll definitely, he can definitely get a position coach somewhere. He can certainly get a coordinator position somewhere. I mean, somebody is going to want him. All right. He does enough things right. Somebody's going to want him. But the reason I enjoy this so much is because the narrative on South Carolina changed so much after they beat us last year. Like they, they just, they just went on this. Trajectory turned around and beat Clemson. You know, they uh, their brand was more respectable, right? Spencer Rattler was Spencer Rattler of old, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. They were a good team coming into Knoxville this go round. 
the narrative on them has changed since they left Knoxville. They got punched in the mouth, and they've still been dealing with those bruises. I like for Shane Beamer to be on his way out. I make no bones about it. I'm not going to shy away from it. I think this is the beginning of the end for Shane Beamer in his time at South Carolina. It's year three. You are two and four. Two and four in year three. You arguably got you arguably got worse in what is a what people are calling a down year for the conference. And you're two and four. Two and four. And let me tell you, it's not going to get easier for them. Not going to get any easier. You're going to travel to Missouri this weekend. You're going to travel to Texas A&M, who's going to be in a similar spot with the whole Jimbo Fisher thing. Like, is he on his way out? Uh, the only, the only difference between Shane Beamer and Jimbo right now is about $70 million. <laughs> They're going to turn around and host the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State, which that is not a Group 5 school I would want to be playing. Not at all. Uh, uh, they're 6-2 and two on the year. I'm pretty sure they got some solid wins uh, underneath their belt. That's a good Group 5 school. You're going to host Vanderbilt. That should be your win. You're going to host Kentucky. They have typically owned you in this series. And then you're going to host Clemson, who is – looking to get back at you a lot in the same way Tennessee was. You basically have to play that Tennessee game all over again, except you get to do it at home this time. So if you lose this game against Missouri and you go into Aggieland two and five, you're probably going to walk out of Aggieland two and six, hoping that you can find wins over Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt. I mean, you're going to have to win out to, to be bowl eligible. So I don't like South Carolina to be bowl eligible at the end of the year. I don't like Shane Beamer to still have a job in Columbia by the end of the year. And I think this game at Missouri is going to be, again, the beginning of the end for you because Drinkwitz, as annoying as he is, it's trending up. He's got those Tigers ranked 20th in the country. He is 6-1 and one this season with wins over South Dakota, an ugly win over MTSU, your only loss being Kansas State, wins over Memphis, wins over Vanderbilt. Um, oh, no, you did lose to Kansas State. My bad. Thinking about last year. Uh, your only loss being LSU, a 10-point loss to LSU. Uh, and then you got a win over Kentucky last week. So, man, they're on the right trajectory. And and they're catching South Carolina at a fantastic time. At a fantastic time. I think you're going to see body blows in the first half. Luther Burden getting his. Xavier Leggett turning around and getting his. Um, big chunk plays. And as things progress, Pressure is going to start to get to Spencer Rattler, and I don't mean mental pressure. I mean dialed-up defensive pressure because Missouri does that well. And it's going to start to take a toll, and Rattler or somebody's going to make a mistake, or they're not going to be able to continue to produce. Their offensive line is atrocious. It's so bad. 
It's so bad. So I'm going to take Missouri to win this game. Uh, the over-under set at 59. The spread, Mizzou, 7.5. ESPN FBI has got Mizzou at 64.6. Here's my prediction. I'm going to take Missouri to win this game at home, 35-20. to 20. Number 16, Duke, travels to number four, Florida State. Pretty simple reason why I want to talk about this one. Florida State is doing this thing where they're playing to the level of their competition. And I think that makes for some interesting outcomes because Duke is not a pushover. They're probably playing without Riley Leonard. ESPN has got them at 20% as opposed to Florida State 80%. The line is Florida State 14 and a half. The over-under is 50. But Mike Elko's got those boys playing. He's got them playing, man. Duke is the number 16 team in the country. They are 5-1. and one. This is another one of those things like, tell me you saw this coming. You didn't. You did not see this coming. You saw Florida State coming. We all did. We all did. Jordan Travis, Trey Benson, Johnny Wilson, Jaheim Bell, Keon Coleman. They got dudes everywhere. But they're doing this thing where they play with their food, except for last week, 41-3 over Syracuse. They messed around with a with a Clemson team. They messed around with a Boston College team. Right. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I like Florida State to win this game. I like Florida State to win this game. Uh, the reason I like Florida State to win this game is because of the five or six reasons that I just said a second ago. Jordan Travis, Trey Benson, Johnny Wilson, Keon Coleman, Jaheim Bell. There's so much firepower, but, but, but. If they don't come out guns blazing, man, they don't come in hot. They, if, they, if they look at that Duke brand and say, man, we'll just roll the ball out there. We got this. Duke's going to punch them in the mouth. And they're going to find themselves late into the fourth quarter, changing blows, exchanging blows, excuse me, ex- exchanging punches, fighting for a win at home. I'm going to take Florida State to win this game. I'm I'm going to take Duke to cover, though. I'm going to take Duke to cover. With this over-under sitting at 50, some might say it's high, some might say it's low. I feel like it's like a sweet spot for this game, like a sweet spot, man. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think the scoreboard and reality are not going to line up. I'm going to give Florida State a 31 to 21, maybe an even 24, but I'll stick with 21, 31, 21 win again for the Knowles. But it's going to be one of those things where as the Florida State Seminoles are walking off the field and they're singing their alma mater, they're going to be looking at one another going, whoo, man, how do we get out of this one alive? 
I can't name you a single Duke player outside of Riley Leonard. But what I do know is this. They're going to bring it come Saturday night. How do I know? Because they've, 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 they've done it all season long. They beat NC State like a drum 24-3. Gave Notre Dame all they could handle. A Notre Dame team who just turned around and and beat Caleb Williams and the Trojans. Caleb Williams hasn't, what did he throw, three picks last year? He threw three picks in one half, or at least the whole game, right? Duke, Duke goes toe-to-toe with them. What happens if Riley Leonard doesn't get hurt in that one? Duke slapped UConn. They slapped Northwestern. They slapped Lafayette. They slapped Clemson. Slapping dudes, man. You know Mike Elko's pregame speech is just gonna is gonna be something like, "They don't think you belong here." He's gonna make media references. Nobody thinks you belong here. Nobody thinks that you can do this. I serve as character coach for the local high school here, and something that I tell these guys all the time, all the time. The hardest guy to beat, it's simple. The hardest guy to beat is the guy that refuses to quit. The hardest guy to beat is the guy that doesn't quit. The hardest guy to beat is the is the guy who doesn't take plays off. And that's Duke in a nutshell, man. That's them in a nutshell. I don't I don't want to see Duke on my schedule. They're gonna bring it, dude. They're they're the Utah, the scrappy Utah. Of the Atlantic Coast Conference. I'm going to take Florida State. I'm going to take the Seminoles to the tune of 31-21. But Duke covers and Duke gives them all that they can handle. Clemson. 4-2 Clemson. At 4-2 Miami. Maybe I should reframe that presentation this way. Unranked Clemson. At unranked Miami. Miami now with two back-to-back losses against Georgia Tech and at North Carolina. Clemson with losses to Duke and Florida State. Why am I talking about this one? Because when it's over, we're going to be talking about the loser. We're not going to be talking about the winner. Because the winner is going to come out of this five and two, and that whole conversation is just going to kind of disappear. Whoever it is, you know, if it's Clemson, it's like, all right, good. They they're 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 doing what they should be doing. You know, you know, Kate Klubinick did what he's supposed to be doing. It kind of is what it is. You know, Clemson, blah, whatever. If Miami does it. It's going to sound something like good for Miami. You know, they got that tech taste out of their mouth. Um, they got the UNC taste out of their mouth. And hey, don't get me wrong. UNC is a playoff team. They're that good. They are that good. All right. But your narrative is going to surround the loser. Because your loser is going to be staring at four and three. And if it's Dabo, who's now four and three, after traveling to Miami, where there's seven fans in the stadium. And you lose this game on what is arguably a better roster. Who who you've 
you you've basically treated them as baby food when you've played them in the past. Four and three Clemson with games at NC State, home against Notre Dame, home against Tech. Say what you want to about Georgia Tech. Say what you want to. You still got to host North Carolina after that. And travel to what is going to be a wild, and I say wild in the sense of unknown South Carolina team, maybe a Shane Beamerless South Carolina team. You know how those how those teams play when they let go of their head coach and, and somebody else steps in, man. They're scrappy in those rival games. Scrappy. Dabo, fans are gonna be pissed if he loses this game. Pissed. I would be, you mean to tell me, Dabo Sweeney, you have recruited like this for this extended period of time, and you've brought in a blue-chip recruit in Kate Klubnik. And you go to Miami, who just lost to Tech, Georgia Tech, on, excuse me, in embarrassing fashion. You're going to let, I mean, this is your opportunity. Clemson, you need this game. You need this. I'm not saying it's a must win, but you need this game to keep yourself in ACC respectable conversation. I'm not saying to win the conference. You're not winning the conference. You are not winning the conference. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying to like keep your name and your brand respectable. It would be different. It'd be a whole lot different if. If Miami didn't have this embarrassing loss and wasn't coming off another loss against UNC, you'd be looking at Miami differently and say, you know what, it's a good Miami team, which they are good. They are good. They are good. They're just not you. I think you're far better. I think you're far better. I think Mario Cristobal is going to continue to do well. I don't know if he's the long-term guy. It's starting to feel... To me, a lot like Scott Frost at Nebraska. Whatever. Miami, let's say you lose this game. You're at four and three. You're now on a three-game losing streak that Georgia Tech started. That Georgia Tech started. If you lose this game, people are still going to be talking about your Georgia Tech loss and the way that you did it. Because the streak began with them. With them. It began with them. This game is Saturday night, 8 o'clock in Miami. And as far as fan attendance to go, I don't know that you'll know the difference between noon and 8 o'clock. Miami, you got to have this one. You got to have this one. You could argue and say that this is a must win. You could argue that. It's a bad narrative if you lose it. It's not a good sign if you lose it. We're talking about this one because the loser of this game is who we're going to be talking about when it's over. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait to see the outcome of this. Uh, I'll be in Tuscaloosa. Won't be able to watch it. All right. Nonetheless, Miami, after you host Clemson, you're going to turn around and host Virginia, who's so bad. Virginia is 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 worse than a handful of Group five schools. All right. I believe that Austin P could beat Virginia. 
You're going to host Virginia. You're going to travel to NC State, who's trying to get their footing. All right? You're going to travel to Florida State, where you're at this rate, you're going to get slapped. I mean, Florida State at home, top five team in the country, might get slapped. You're going to host Louisville, who's playing really, really well. Top 25 team in the country. Six and one. Then you're going to travel to Boston College. You need this one. I don't think you need it for bowl eligibility or thing like that. You just need it for getting that taste out of your mouth. And the narrative that's going to surround you when it's all said and done. All right. So when it's all said and done. Here's what we got. ESPN FBI likes Clemson at 52.5%. The spread is in Clemson's favor at minus three. The over-under is set to 48.5. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. How else can I say this? I'm going to take the under. I think 48 and a half is really high. I think it's really high. Call me crazy. Call me stupid. Whatever. I mean, because you could come back and you say, but Tyler Van Dyke, man, he's a good quarterback. He is. 16 touchdowns, six picks, 1,700 yards. Kate Klubnick, man, he's going to get his. 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, two picks. Will Shipley, you know, he's going to eat. Henry Parrish, you know he's going to get his. I mean, yeah, I guess, maybe. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. I think this one is going to be defensive domination because offenses struggle. I think the defenses on both sides are going to have a, a big impact in this one. I like Clemson's defense more than I like Miami's defense. So that is why I'm going to give the nod to Clemson. I'm going to take the Tigers to the tune of 24 to Miami 16. Miami's going to do this thing where they come out and they'll find an early score. All right. They'll find one to Restrepo or, you know, some kind of slip to Henry Parrish, whatever. And they'll they'll go for two. They'll get it. They'll have momentum, right? They'll go back and forth with Clemson. They'll do another. They'll do it again. Find the end zone. Another two-point conversion. And then Clemson flips a switch. I think Dabo gets it right. I trust Dabo more than I do Crystal Ball. Just fact of the matter. Just fact of the matter. Give me Clemson over the Hurricanes. In Miami, doing more than covering the spread, spread, winning this game outright, Clemson, 24, Miami, 16. That's going to bring me to the end of Week 8's preview and prediction show. Again, I thank you so, so much for hanging out with me. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Lauren Foster. If you're, again, looking for a home to buy or sell in the Lake Lanier North Georgia, Hall County, Forsyth County, Dawson, Dawson County area. She's your girl. We'll drop her contact info uh, inside the bio of this video uh, and podcast. I appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with me. You could have been anywhere 
but you've chosen to be with me, hanging out with me, a guy with a little bit of football playing experience, just a big old fat opinion who's wrong a lot. But I'm a diehard baby. I love this game. I love this sport. I could I could talk about this for a freaking career. Not probably not good to say that coming from a youth pastor, but I could. I enjoy it. I just love talking about it. I love that you listen. Um, do us a solid. Seriously, please, 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 please hit like, hit subscribe. Tell me where you agree on on the on the predictions, on the previews. Tell me where you disagree. Drop your team's slogan. Give me a GBO. Give me a give me a all in for Tigers. Whatever. I love you guys. Thank you so much again for hanging out with me. Appreciate it so, so much. I'm Dan. This is Pandemonium Reigns. God bless. Go Vols.